Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over two million rolls every week. Hello and welcome to another Best of Bowie at Breakfast podcast with McGee's, the bakers of the year. Thanks, guys. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here. How could we cope without the yum-yums and, and the, the pies. pies? I know. It's all good. It's been a great week, actually. And we're talking about fan clubs. We're in. Needless to say, Cassie was in the Peter Andre fan club. Everybody knew that. Yep. I was in the Star Wars fan club. That's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I didn't want to say too much in case someone from the Death Star came around and panned my melt in. And we're talking about annoying noises that your partner makes. Yeah, you make an annoying noise. What's the annoying noise I make again? You go, like, when you're on the computer, you go... That's me just falling asleep because you lot have borne me to <laughs> tears. Um, also, how clumsy are you? I am the clumsiest man on the planet. You wouldn't believe how clumsy I am. <laughs> I fell down a drain yeah. on the way to a gig on Saturday. You sound like a cat. You breathe heavy and you fall over things. I'm, I'm wow. Your dream guy right here, ladies. Don't know how lucky you are. Uh, but the highlights always make your dad mad and this week was no exception. I got to play the part of a drunken posty. Yes. It's always been my dream to be a drunken posty. Um, you played the part well. Thank you very much. Well, you would know. Marty has... Um, got on to his dad David now David's pride and joy is his motorbike so what would happen if the drunken postie had sat on the bike in the garage and knocked it over and smashed it all up and then said I'll fix this I'm taking it to the scrappy to get a few quid for it David goes into a panic and here's what happened I'll make your dad mad hi hello hi right. so I get in get my golf clubs right I flipped out on the motorbike and uh, it's wobbled it sees it's wobbled down the postie's came in at the drive and he's trying to try and help me so they come to the motorbike. So I'm holding the motorbike, and then because I get it up, did it fall over? And it's time coming home right now. Aye, it's, it's came home. So he sat, he sits in the bike. He, he starts walking, and then he, I think he's, I'm serious. I think he's half script. Who's been took my motorbike into the garage? No, he's sat in the garage, and he's knocked it over. Is the postman leaving you right now? Aye, do I speak to him? Where are you? I'll put the post down. Here you go. All right, mate. Aye, hello. All right. I'll be home, I'll be home then. It's, it's all right, mate. It's, we're, we're not at your house. It's all right. Who are you? We're down at my, my brother-in-law's got a garage. He's going to look at this bike because I think it's... Where, might, where is the bike? The bike's in the back of my, my van. You're kidding me on. It's all right, my... Don't touch Albert there in five minutes. Where are you? We're at my brother's garage. Where are you just now? It's near the art car wash. Put my son back on, okay? I think I've hurt my leg, by the way. I don't know if I've got a claim. Well, I don't know. I see you. I've got a claim on my motorbike. I am. Put my son on, please. The motorbike's a bit of a state, by the way. Uh, no, no, just put my arm on, thanks. Let me talk to him. Right, no, no bother. Don't mention anything to my boss about it, right? I, I, I think this postman's steaming, by the way. I'm in his van now. I'm, I'm terrified. Where is my motorcycle? In the back of his van, he wouldn't, he wouldn't let me Where put it in. I wanted him to put it in the back of your van. I went in to get David out of the house to try and get help, but it was in the van. They told me to jump in. Martin, I'm a Get a photograph of Gay's ID number, Gay's registration number. I'm going to post it back on you. Don't listen, Martin. What, what are we going to do with this bike? You just want us to dump it or? No, 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 I don't want you to dump it. I'll be with you in about five minutes. Right, um, I could get it cleaned at the art car wash. No, don't touch the bike, let me see it. No, I see. And we'll see what's coming, okay? No, get Martin back on, I'll, I'll get my brother in law to have a look at it, mate, because no, he knows what he's please, doing. Do me a favour, just put Martin back on it. What do you want me to do with your mail? No bother. You want a drink, Marty? No. Martin, where are you? Mate, I've I've got a few more letters to deliver before we I, get there. I, listen, 
please do me a favour, let me speak to my son, eh? We're just going to deliver these letters and then I get oh. a parcel to drop off. Where then are you? We'll be at the, the, my brother-in-law's garage. Aye, where is that? It's near the art garage, you know, where they wash the motors. Sig Martin on, please, and let me talk to him. Hold on, uh, This post is absolutely steaming, he's half scooped. Martin, where are you? Uh, Scott Street. Where the f*** are you? Where are you? The postie wants uh, you here, he keeps taking my phone off me, here you go. Martin, where are you? We're at my brother-in-law's garage. No, what's in the street and I'm coming there right now. And we've got to look at the motorbike. Oh, you don't want to look at a motorbike, mate. That's fine, put him back on to me. Right, is your name David? Yes. Is the bike your pride and joy? So what about all these letters, David? I'll get a leg in them out Right, well, I've just given Martin a hundred quid. Uh-huh. I don't know what that's for, but I want to come and get my bike. Where are you? The hundred quid's for Make Your Dad Mad on Clyde One. No. <laughs> Sorry, David. The bike's fine. Don't panic. It's all Why? good. Is this on Radio Clyde? Yes, it is. Come on, do me a favour. Yeah. Give me a punch him right in the face. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, Marty, what do you want to say to your dad? I think I'll stay at my girlfriend's night. I'm right? waiting for the best. <laughs> you f***ing... <laughs> um, saw this over the weekend that an air steward tried to smuggle, a, I think it was half a dozen fake passports onto a flight in his pants. Right, okay. Like you do. Is there a lot of room down there? I, I wonder how they found them. I don't know. That's really is, is weird. It, what's that bulge there? So, do you put them all to the front or just space them out a little bit? I'm guessing in a sort yeah. of smuggling style fashion, he taped them round his waist. Well, your parents are on the run in Spain. If anyone's going to know, it's going to be you. Um, here's the thing. I've got a list of the top five things that people have tried to smuggle onto planes. Right. You want to have a look at this? See if you can guess the number one. Right, let me start with number five on the list. This is things that people have tried to smuggle onto planes in their underwear. Mm-hmm. Right, which makes it even more worrying. Because number five is a monkey. <laughs> Not in your underwear. No. Come on. It's like, sorry, what was that? So, nothing. <laughs> is that a monkey in your pants, sir? Um... <laughs> Number four on the list. This is going to hurt. Lizards. Oh. I don't know if you want a spiky lizard down there. No. Wow. Number three, chicken. A chicken in your a chicken you're having in a your laugh. I don't believe this. Somebody tried anymore. to smuggle a chicken. And of course, the um, the security guard asked the question Do the chickens have large talons? They might peck at your, at your pecker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Didn't want to see. You were thinking it too. Gorgeous in there. That's terrible. You were thinking it. Come on. Number two on the list. Eight iPhones. Wow. Okay, I believe that. So what do you think number one is? I'm going to go with snakes only because of the film Snakes on a Plane. Can I tell you? It's the right answer. Is it? I have had it with these snakes on this Hey! And we're asking the question about annoying sounds that people make. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Apparently, I make a really annoying sound. Yeah, you Is do. It's when you're this. it's when you're concentrating. You make this noise, and it's like it's not really a sound. It's like more of a like Darth Vader. Kind of. Am I Clyde One's answer to Lord Vader? No, honestly, it's kind of like that. I want that. you all to bow before me as I walk past. Um, sometimes it's your partner, sometimes it's people you work with, but mostly your partner. Isabel's here. George, my husband makes quite a lot of noises, and he's the only guy that I know that goes to bed, he doesn't sleep, he just rolls about the bed, right, and makes these strange noises. While he's rolling about, he goes like, he grunts, 
like a pig sometimes, uh-huh. and then he goes. <laughs> I think that's worse than me, to be honest with you. Um, also, John's on the phone. I've actually got my partner, Lynn O'Neill, on Facebook, so I have snow when she told me she never snowed. And you've copied it and put it on your Facebook? I, it's on my Facebook, so it is. No denying it now, I love that. What's your partner's name, John? Lynn O'Neill. Do you want to hear a little bit of Lynn snoring? Yeah. That might not be her, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, what are they saying on Facebook, Cass? Christine, she said, my husband's always sniffing. It drives me insane and it gives me the bulk. He's probably got allergies, hay fever, things like that. You know, see, in the summer, I am a nightmare as well. Exactly the same thing. I get really bad hay fever. Brian's got the final word. I'm phoning to crash my wife, George. Go on, what's happened? Oh, she just makes weird re- noises when she's sleeping, especially when she's lying flat in her bag. It's like, I don't know, it's just... Like, it's a bit like that. It's like a guy with no teeth trying to chew a toffee. And have you confronted her? Have you mentioned this to her? And said, by the way... Oh, I, I filmed it and stuff like that and made her watch herself. Just <laughs> <laughs> be care. No. So, Catherine Lynch, this is for you. Yeah, noisy get... I am just the clumsiest person on the planet. I... Uh, uh, I don't know if I said to you that I was going to a gig on Saturday and I fell down a drain. Mm-hmm. It was in a park, it was in a sports field and it was mobbed because it was a really sunny day on Saturday and everyone was out and it wasn't just me that was playing. Uh, there was other other DJs on, other bands on as well. It was for cancer charities. It was a lovely day and I'm walking up towards the stage and everyone's like, hey, there's Georgie boy there. Hey, they're all waving. I'm kind of like waving back before I know it was on backside because I stood in a drain and fell. In fact, I think it's a picture of my cut on the George Bay official Facebook page. And so I went right in my backside in front of everyone. The thing is, you spill coffee. You also trip over your own feet, I notice. I'm the clumsiest person out there. I know. Mr Bean hasn't got a look in with me. I'm not that clumsy. I just do daft things, but I'm not clumsy. I like doing... I've kind of got used to it when I was a kid. I got really embarrassed by how clumsy I was. And now I kind of enjoy it because it's it's talkability (laughs) factor for the show. It's like, guess what happened to me at the weekend? And thankfully, I'm not the only one. I've got like Keith, who drives a lorry. He's a truck driver. He should know better. I'm a lorry driver and I was parked up in rugby. I was taking a shortcut to go and get something to eat and I fell into a canal. In the middle of November. Sharon Agnew on Facebook, she's been getting involved in the chat. She said, a couple of months ago, my hubby and I were visiting his friends at their new house. I went to go outside and literally walked into closed patio doors. <laughs> she said, it took a while for the embarrassment to ease, but then she also forgot about the time that she was putting something in the loft and she put her leg through the ceiling into her bedroom. Wow. We went to Ibiza oh, a good few years, about 10 years ago now, and we're sitting in the plane, me and my wife and uh, a few of our mates, and there's a video, a warning, saying, be careful, because it's a Spanish accent and all that. It's a big for when you're getting here. You don't walk into the door, right? The patio, because apparently this is a common thing for injury. And I'm like, how how much of an idiot would you need to be to do that? First night of the holiday, boom, right into it. Fell flat in my backside. Welcome to my world. I am not the clumsiest person on the planet. According to Tommy, his brother's worse than me. My young brother, that's clumsy. Donna Kearney on Facebook She said My most recent was spraining my knee While hula hooping Who still hula hoops at 50? She does Why not? Why, is it like learning to ride a bike Once you've done it You, you just never forget? 
Is that how that works out? Dazzo sent me a text. He says, when my son Callum was younger, he got one of those uh, little white polystyrene packaging balls stuck in his ear for two days. So we had to take him to hospital. After waiting for three hours, the nurse called his name, whereupon he ran into the payphone at the wall, the bell fell out, and he had to be treated for a concussion. Not good. Oh. Sharon's having a problem with her wins as well. Hello. Hi, George. You're talking about clumsy people? Yes. How clumsy are you? Right, well, it's not actually me. It's wee Miller, my wee boy. Um, he runs into everything. He trips over anything. And we actually actually ended up in A&E with him last night with a split head. Oh, wow. He's okay though, Sharon, yeah? Yeah, he's fine. I think yep. he's made better be known that he's got a day off school, so... My son Ross did exactly the same thing when he was about Miller's age and uh, they had to put that tape stuff on it, don't they? Because they don't do stitches anymore. It's that kind of... No, the glue. Oh, glue. That on him. It was a nightmare. But he's okay, and that's the main he's thing. He's fine. Yeah, cool. that's him. And he's got a day off school. So no uh-huh. jail phone is later for the topical tune test. Oh, you will. Rebecca Allen on the Clyde One Facebook said she fell down the same set of stairs twice and broke her arm twice. The same ones. You think you'd know after the first time, right? Third time might be lucky. Were you in a fan club when you were younger? What happened to Duran Duran's fan club? Duran Duran's fan club, they sued their own fan club. Did they? Duran yes. Duran sued their own their fan club? Their own fan club. Wow. Presumably the guy's running it. Yeah, because they weren't basically outsourcing the fans anymore. So instead of getting all your gear, like your wee badges and all that, all they were getting was a wee flimsy leaflet through the door. <laughs> and they were so paying good. £15 a month. Needless to say, you were in the Peter Andre fan club. I was. I was in the Star Wars fan club for a little bit. Hello, Clyde One, who's that? Hi, George, Tracy. Hey, Tracy, what fan club are you in then? Uh, Shaking Stevens. No! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow! So what did you get from the Shaky fan club? I got a newsletter and I got a, a poster. Oh, you got a newsletter saying Shaky will have yeah. a new single, Old Julie, coming out in yeah. July or so. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever get to meet the great man? No. Probably for the best. Would you like to meet him now? No. Because <laughs> he's I got, here. I got a bit cooler and, and then joined the Wham Fan Club after that. Oh, see, George Michael's been on the show a few times and he's a good oh. lad. I love George Michael. In fact, last time George Michael was on the show, he asked me to DJ for him at Hamden, which I did. Yeah, uh, I was there. That was, that was an amazing experience. It, it was. was awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, the Wham fan club's cool. I'm happy with that, but shaky, not so yeah. much. Thank bad you. Bad. I'll speak to you soon, Tracy. Have a great day. Right, bye. Uh, Willie's on my Facebook. George Bowie official says, I was in the Eddie Staubert fan club. Is that the lorry guy? Yeah, you still get the Eddie Staubert fan club. So I hear. I worry about these people. Were you in the Starship fan club? Do you think they even had a fan club? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Um, lots of people getting in touch. I was in the Tufty fan club, George, says Nicky and Sterling. He was a little squirrel that taught you how to cross the road. Uh, what you got over there, Cass? John Ferris on Twitter said, I was in the Bon John Jovi fan John club. John Bon Jovi? Is that the guy? I know the guy you mean. Does he, have a fan... Does he not take John his fan bon club Jovi. members on stage and stuff? Yeah, well, he did. He, he took them up on stage and he said that they were so nice for being superstars. Wow, that sounds good. I have, I have actually interviewed John Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora uh, in a hotel in London and they were top chat, particularly Richie Sambora. He looks a bit of a wild guy. Alison, what fan club are you in? Uh, Jive Bunny. Hold on. <laughs> Jive Bunny. Hi. Wow, we went to Miami with him once. Oh, really? Uh, well, the, the guy that did it, uh, well, one of the guys that was involved in it was a DJ. And well, like, it was fun at the time, wasn't it? Well, he didn't tell us he was Jai Bunny because we just knew him as uh, Les, this DJ guy, and got drunk and he fessed up to being Jai Bunny. <laughs> and the whole week we were there, every time he appeared, we'd go, come on, everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs> it was very wrong. Um, but yeah, Jai Bunny, wow. I, what, what I, I think I've still got the badge somewhere. You get a badge and you get a letter from the Jive Bunny himself. Oh, did you? A little bunny letter. Did, did they do anything special at Easter? What do I, I don't remember. 
<laughs> I'd like to think they would have. Oh, very even now, if you're at a function of a wedding and somebody plays Jive Bunny, you get the urge to go on the dance floor. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, it was it was all right at the time. I was well, I didn't say it was cool, but it was all right at the time. At the time, I don't know that I could do it now, right enough. <laughs> Probably not. Thank you so much, Alison. I'll talk to you soon. Right, cheers. Bye. Uh, think about Jive Bunny. He did look a little bit like a genetic experiment gone horribly wrong. Yeah, I'm looking at him just now on the computer. But I've, does he look like your rabbit, your wee bunny? My little bunny munchkin. No, that that's that. Rabbit is completely out of control. We've got this, what was meant to be a dwarf rabbit. Thing's huge. It's nearly the size of my house. Yeah. Don't know what happened. I think one day it's going to consume us all. So, um, we got this new dog called Dugo. And Miley's so cute because she misses her big brother. And we thought, well, if we get a dog, that might help. Because Ross, her big brother, has moved out in with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So she had a wee pal around last week. And she was like, this is Dugo. He's Ross's replacement. <laughs> but Dugo's not the smartest tool in the box. No. Right? Not the sharpest. One of those. Um, he was trying to have a fight with his reflection the other day. He hasn't got to the chasing its tail stage. But I thought lasso apsos or whatever they're called were meant to be clever dogs. Yeah, I heard that as well. But maybe when they get older, but you need to give the wee guy a chance. Maybe it's just because he's now part of the Bowie family. He's officially daft. Yeah. Like the rest of them. And um, we're just wondering how clever your pets are. June's here. Um, I made some cakes and I put them out onto the cooling rack to cool. And when I went in, there was one missing, but the paper was still there. So I said to my husband, oh, for goodness sake, could you not just wait until the cakes are iced before you eat them? And he said, what a great one. And I said, well, there's one missing and the paper's still there. So I went back in and the dog was standing up at the top of the washing machine. He was standing up and he was loosening off the paper off the little baby cake. Took the cake out, all of it, left the paper and trotted off. How cool is that? Then he did all the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of dog you want. Johnny had a clever cat. Uh, my cat, it used to, it used to walk down to the shop with my mom and wait outside for her and then it'd walk, up, walk back up the road. How cool is that? Just sit there like a dog. Aye, it'd walk up down to the shop. The shop was about maybe two or three hundred years down the street. It'd walk down there and then it'd just stand out at the shop and, walk, and then walk back up the road there again. <laughs> So we're talking about uh, clever pets. I've got a daft dog. Cassie's mum, though, has got a clever cat. I don't trust cats. No, I trust cats. I don't trust cats. I like cats. Yeah, it's human toilet trained. Right. Like, it will actually stand on all fours and do its business on the toilet. Wow, standing up. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's clever. And does it wash its hands afterwards and flush? Probably not, because it sinks too tall. Right, it could be a little bit of that. There's a great story here on my Facebook. It says, George, my aunt and uncle had um, issues last year with Daisy and Kerry, the pet Yorkies, during the night. Every night for over a week, a howling noise would wake them up. So um, they got fed up with it and locked the two dogs downstairs in a room, only for it to happen again when the dogs weren't there. That's scary. It's scary. Monkle woke that night to discover it was actually my aunt who was howling in her sleep like a dog. That's very, very, very wrong. Uh, Teresa's on the phone. Hello. Hi, George. I've got a dog, Jet, and he can open the patio doors. You've got to push up a wee latch and then you've got to slide the doors. Wow. And, it- and he does that. Does he let other dogs in for a party when you're not there? You don't know what's going on in that house when you're at work, you know what I mean? That's that. I I don't know, but I know he lets himself out. Every bitch in the neighbourhood be be coming round your gaff, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Teresa. See you later. See you later. Have a good one. Bye. What? They can't touch you for it. What? Bowie at Breakfast, official podcast with McGee's. Baking over 2 million rolls every week. Close.